listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Head of my time, sometime years out. Certain powers that be won't let me get my ideas out, and that make me want to move and get my—I mean, that make me want to go and get my advance out and move to Oklahoma and just live in my aunt's house. Yeah, I romance the thought of leaving it all behind. Kanye, step away from the line, like like when I was on the grind in the one nine 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 uh before model chicks was bending over or dealerships ask me bends a rover man if i could just get one beat on hover we could get up off this cheap ass sofa what the summer other shy got to offer a 18 euro sell drugs or get a job you gotta play euro uh my dog worked at taco bell hooked us up plural five a week later the manager count churros hey welcome to the black guy with Tills podcast your host rod and we're in the house on a sunday uh very special sunday uh the halfway season finale of uh fear the walking dead mm-hmm. and then of course the uh next year week game of thrones turns back y'all mm-hmm. getting them thrones back mm-hmm. or thrones back i don't know no problems uh getting thrones back uh so i can't wait uh, i can't wait uh of course um you can uh find uh this podcast on itunes and stitcher search the blackout test leave us five star reviews appreciate right it does that the official weapon of the show is the taser the unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is sponsored is double sponsored it's brought to you by shadow dog productions they have a brand new um youtube video and it's uh starring karen uh karen is talking to lisa saint odom uh they have a good conversation it's after we did uh voiceover uh work and a voice uh acting and uh they're talking about you know being women in their respective industries whether it's acting or podcasting and it's a good conversation uh just check the show notes the link to the youtube video will be there and i'll make sure to have it on the episode uh in the in the show notes on the episode page on the blackoutits.com so uh you can see the whole conversation um and then i love her and -hmm. for those of you who uh watch this video and you're like who is she she's the person that does the voice to the intro mm-hmm because Ryan and karen are hot that's mm-hmm. that's lisa um also um make sure you guys check out uh loot crate loot crate is sponsoring this episode it's a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop um from the biggest and best pop culture franchises go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt and enter code tbgwt to save three dollars off any new subscription we will be opening up a box later on in the episode but as always they always drop the just uh you know they they always drop the the best um gifts and stuff people always ask me where i get certain things and i'm like loot crate man uh all right let's get into the uh episode and the news and all that stuff that's going on um all kinds of stuff happening in the world where should we start mm-hmm. uh i guess we can start um rest in peace uh to nelson ellis mm-hmm. uh he Didn't played yeah he played lafayette on um true blood mm-hmm. you that's know that's what most people know him from yeah one of the few people few reasons worth watching that whole series was uh lafayette man he was uh a badass and uh you know is uh and he could act his ass off yes he could um 
but yeah he had complications with heart failure uh, according to his publicist um so yeah man rest in peace that that was that was wild i mean 39 mm-hmm. is not that old man he's very young um so they asked his family asked in lieu of flowers donations be made to the janice center uh or or the restore the restoration ministries church of god in christ um so wow that just came out of nowhere um yeah speaking of money donating young thug donated all his new york city concert proceedings to planned parenthood wonderful yeah all the proceeds from uh i know and by the way i don't know what to make a young thug i don't keep up with his personal life and music shit uh and i know there's a lot of people that like try to put stuff onto him like you know he'll address or something people be like we should support that it's challenging toxic masculinity da 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 but then i've seen videos of him like saying some wild shit and i'm just like okay i don't know well i don't know that this guy's in on y'all's academic version of his sexuality and shit um but i do think it's dope to donate the proceeds to uh planned parenthood um he said i was a teenage parent uh planned parent plan had plus unplanned parenthood is beautiful um and the thing with uh planned parenthood is that it helps so many people it does <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, especially black films you know black women mm-hmm. black trans women black right. like uh there's a lot of places that will literally uh in certain parts of the country they just will not give you provide you health care period they right uh and planned parenthood is sometimes the only option for people for birth control right. mammograms pap smear hiv testing uh condoms like a lot of times put it like this i've come to the conclusion there are a lot of people out there that have never used planned parenthood never used a service and really don't know what the fuck they do and just have these preconceived notions about it and they don't want to learn and for a lot of people it's just a bad thing or either for some people um it's one of these things where um planned parenthood did some fucked up things in the past but my thing about that is that no matter what institution you talk about in our country including the foundation of this country itself is fucked up right so there's nothing you can do to get around the fucked upness I'm not talking about what they did years ago. I'm talking about as of today, they have provided. I've used it. Mm-hmm. You know, my family members have used it. Some of you listening have used it. And know that if it was not for them, you would be in a lost situation. And you would not have gotten the help or the uh, medical uh, necessities that you needed for this service. Yeah, and I know that uh, a lot of organizations in America have uh, less have auspicious beginnings. Right. Like, um and even like hbcus which you know we guys advocate for and uh we definitely um support and we went to one um even with hbcus like there's some hbcus where you read the literature about how they were founded and what the founding people thought about it and it reads horribly in 2017 like in 2017 it's like oh y'all really saw this as like a way to you know educate and like to to basically to de-savagize these black people like you know it's shit like that where it's like you know the default of the black man is lazy and terrible and all this shit and it's like yeah this country was you know we're talking about a country that only white men counted as human beings right uh when it was founded so yeah uh, i'm sure pretty much any organization if you go back far enough has some fucked up people in it and some fucked up beginnings but i i look at what planned parenthood does now and i'm like 
yeah support that you know what i mean like because especially with the way healthcare is under attack some people won't have any uh health care if not for planned parenthood after a while so anyway good on young thug man uh i i don't and like i said i don't know much about that dude personally so if uh he's doing some fuck shit next week then he's doing some fuck shit i ain't got nothing else to say um a florida man sits on a gun and shoots it himself in the penis white i don't have his race here um but yeah um gun safety y'all gotta make sure everybody can have a gun uh it was his right that's what i say second amendment mm-hmm. it was his right he's 38 years old the gun was in the driver's seat of the car when he sat on it uh he was taken to the hospital by a woman who told police the man was sitting in a nissan Ultima by himself came into their home on the crossing trail in a panic and ran straight to the bathroom said she followed him and said there was a gunshot wound to his penis so she took him to the hospital where he underwent surgery mm-hmm. but when uh smith and weston was like hey what we need to do is put safety locks hey what we need to do is put fingerprints or codes or something on guns so that guns don't randomly just go off and yeah y'all motherfuckers fought them against that maybe he wouldn't not i might be wrong but maybe he wouldn't have got shot in the penis if his butt would have sat on it well he also um was convicted of cocaine possession in 2004 and that means he's a convicted felon so he may face charges of even possessing the gun in the first place mm. i feel like if you shoot yourself in the penis that's the one time where they could be like you know what time served right like uh, you shouldn't have had a gun but i think you you learned your lesson uh you don't have a penis anymore and you shot yourself in it uh Pornhub is now syncing videos so uh with sex toys. Hmm. Yep. Uh Pornhub, the world's largest pornographic video sharing site, has partnered with sex toy manufacturers to launch new uh, a new interactive category. The new category will feature videos that have specifically been cre- created to use the Kiru Onyx and the Fleshlight launch um to experience the new category users have to download the field connect app and pair it with one of those devices devices at the moment both devices are for men but in the press release the new cat for the new category pornhole promises to add content to support for female toys uh well of course ladies have to wait mm-hmm. so they can get that app, uh, orgasm you know we got to come first guys yeah everybody knows the rules Right, versus just waiting until you were able to launch for both parties mm-hmm. at one time. Uh, the videos will send signals to wireless devices, which will in turn react to visuals accordingly. The name for this technology is Teledildonics. Uh, which I. <laughs> Teledildonics? Tele, wait, Teledildonics? Dildonics? I don't. Teledildonics, maybe? Is that how it's pronounced? Anyway. Yeah, um, someone cool white man sign dude scientist bro dude did this one that name ain't cool at all i'm sorry yeah. telodildonics uh is is amazing um and it sounds like a transformer mm-hmm yep uh t- telodildonics would be the nastiest transformer ever <laughs> transform and roll out everybody else like and then it's just like <laughs> people like roll out and make it nasty mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> roll out and let them see it 
Yeah. Well, roll know. out and show them what you got uh i just want to know it'll if, be roll out and let me see them yams <laughs> i just want to know if it worked like That's i feel like question. how would you know if it works ain't everybody's body and stuff different like it is i don't know can you does it have settings it's like listen my penis really needs the full experience you know uh so yeah i don't know man uh anyway next um a jury awards 1.26 million dollars to glenn bernie wait actually you know what i can't put this here this has to go and then fucking with black people there's no fucking way all right let me go back to we don't want to do that yet let's go back to another one there's a new cafe in switzerland where you can get oral sex with your coffee no thank you you want a little cream in your no uh <laughs> uh, at the end of the year a new coffee shop called fellatio cafe will open well, up not uh, i mean if you're gonna do it i mean it shouldn't be a secret right i don't want to accidentally walk into your shop and you pull my dick out like that's it, you know not. i like yeah i mean i understand that like look when you walk through this though you if you walk past the fellatio though that's on you dog yeah i would have went with star fucks but you know can't all be winners um ah! starlick no no star suck star sucks is good that's good too uh welcome to star sucks hi can i help you uh we'll open would you like some hazelnut and a blowjob on the side sir that is not that's clearly not a, a grande in your pants <laughs> uh we'll open mm-hmm. up no sir this this is the regular size don't lie to me i've been doing this long enough would, uh, would you like me to frap your frappe <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> they will open up in geneva switzerland where you can get a hot cup of joe with a side of blowjob the firm the firm behind the swiss cafe face girl says customers will be able to order coffee then select a sex worker of their choice from an ipad to give them a blowjob uh just and just how much will it cost 60 swiss francs or about 50 dollars so plus five francs for the coffee so that's like 55 dollars um i hope them girls protecting themselves i mean is there like um maybe is it half and half like a see-through table or some shit because i you know i'm cutting your dick i don't want you dropping coffee on me i did a glass table or something to protect me from from the hot latte mocha choker you drinking up there over top of my head Mm-hmm. uh that's a good point i'm assuming there will be some type of protection if not it's going to lead to one of the biggest uh lawsuits of all time come on i mean this is pretty predictable you're not most mm-hmm. people can't drink coffee while getting filleted you know Mm-mm. and uh i wonder is there going to be kind of and maybe i'm thinking from a sex worker perspective kind of protection for the women what happened if uh the he's not satisfied with the blowjob and decides to put coffee on her what what happened if he not he paying for a blowjob right mm-hmm. what happened if he don't like the blowjob he feel like he not getting his 60 dollars worth you know men ain't shit so what happened if he decides hey i don't like your blowjob that seemed like it would be the same thing that would happen if it, at any starbucks if you poured the coffee on a person that was working at starbucks right i mean why would that I mean, be different but the, the the barista at starbucks ain't sucking your dick either i know but that's uh, okay I, I i don't i'm not sure i follow like i feel like that you would still get the same penalty 
you know like whether they sucking your dick or not you can't just put fucking hot coffee on people it's not that's like true. oh it's different for sex workers you put hot coffee on a sex worker now you that's a crime <laughs> like it's a hot it should be a crime if you put that shit on a nigga working register if a motherfucker come with a mop it and you pull hot coffee like yeah that's you going to jail um yeah but they feel like i'm getting the real service now my thing is what happens if they take all day like i gotta like you gotta order another coffee or something if i got if you got one of those like two coffee blowjobs and shit um but yeah apparently in thailand um there's similar establishments uh so uh maybe people are already doing this i don't know yeah i don't know there's gotta be videos of this online somewhere i gotta go to x x hamster and find out i know and and Uh, my thing is that is it just um coffee do they sell croissants or anything on the side or we we just do coffee because you know with uh starbucks Starbucks do one of just coffee. You get a you can get a coffee and a piece of pound cake. That's those are the important questions, Karen. Right. I want you know if <laughs> if we gonna go full flesh, let's do it all. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. That Pornhub has blowjob coffee porn videos. Oh shit. I I mean I guess it's blowjob with your coffee, sir. X videos. So this is like a whole thing. Motherfuckers been doing. Wow. I, I guess I, so. It's really it's literally porn based on everything. Mm-hmm. It's probably podcasting porn somewhere. Who knows? Yep. Wow. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah, learn something new. Like I said, them the questions I want to know. Mm-hmm. You know. And am I gonna have to? You know, y'all paying five bucks for the coffee, and then they probably charging us a five or seven bucks for whatever Danish or sweeter I like cart you order on the side. So yeah, they're making their money. Uh, a man that got caught having sex with a donkey is being forced to marry the donkey according to the owner a farmer who was caught having sex with a donkey should marry the animal said his owner who has allegedly gone to tribal leaders to force the nuptials the pervert was caught assaulting the donkey by his horrified owner in the village of row house uh in limpopo uh province uh south africa according to local media the animal's owner reported the sex attack to village elders and claimed it was not the first time a man interfered with the donkey said the local capricorn voice newspaper the ass's owner allegedly demanded that the farmer be forced to take the donkey as a wife he said when i went to him uh he said he was sorry about it but i'm not satisfied as it was not the first time he committed the same act yeah you're not gonna be able to just like why marry the donkey when you're getting the sex for free so you gotta you gotta make him marry him because you know he was like this is your goddamn donkey now all right he's treating your 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 your, treating it like a jump off okay have some respect uh the farmer reportedly refused to appear before the elders uh acting head man daniel nagobini uh said uh because of the man's absence we transferred the matter to the shigalo tribal authority council thompson in tumalu the secretary of the shigalo tribal uh authority council said it was investigating he said we summoned a man he will appear to answer to charges against him sure he might leave town mm-hmm that's that's wild i mean is that is you can legally you can legally marry a donkey over there apparently so can't do that here in the states put it like this this is the best of my knowledge and it, and it be considered a legal marriage i wonder so i mean here's my thing if you can legally marry a donkey 
i feel like gay marriage better be legal there come on like y'all better have marriage equality because that's i feel like y'all there's no excuse at that point Mm-mm. you know that's just y'all being biggest if you're like nah but still this marriage equality thing I, that's a little too far for y'all now if you want to marry a damn uh a borough that's that's cool but um a restaurant owner shames customers haters are not welcome a memphis restaurant deleted its social media presence after publicly shaming a customer who gave the restaurant a bad review mm. imagine vegan cafe is located on young avenue in memphis I'm after tennessee uh sure after a customer gave the restaurant a two-star review on google the owner of the restaurant called the customer out on facebook the post received thousands of reactions and the restaurant replied to many of them continuing to defend his position a couple hours after wmc action news 5 shared the story imagine vegan's post was deleted and the page can no longer be found on facebook below is a picture showing the post in question imagine vegan cafe says i'm about to start calling out names and pictures of people who leave us review bad reviews especially when it deals with our children you will no longer be allowed to come and dine at imagine especially when you lie about our babies we do not need or want your business but be our guest to go and eat at other vegan restaurants down the street this is going to be fun you you've thoroughly irritated mama bear and it has like 12 exclamation points Woo! we're starting with Surprise chelsea went on instagram we're starting with chelsea bartley damn she did name names Mm -hmm. for anyone who reads this and instantly is scared this might affect our business i cannot begin to tell you how much we do not care haters are not welcome at imagine Mm -hmm. yeah and um you know what vegan people got time on their hands and motherfucker they're gonna be standing outside your shit protesting i know i would fuck you Mm -hmm. fuck you And, and i don't know what it is but it sounds like if several people have complained about your children that means that you might have your kids like kind of running around the place they're like i want to eat i, I want to eat and enjoy my meal i don't want to deal with your children running around me while i'm trying to i paid for an establishment of vegan uh whatever i'm eating i didn't pay for children on the side mm-hmm. not your children other customers is another thing but you know you run the place it's completely different yeah uh um imagine vegan said customers lied about the owner's baby in the review which thoroughly irritated mama bear the google review came from a person who said she ate there all the time and even said she'd probably return the unedited review can be read below oh, okay hold on let me find uh okay on the rib, i eat here all the time i still probably will this is a two-star review uh because i like to go out and there are a few options available to me but y'all listen during my visit a bare butt naked baby was running around stood up on the table with his black with his black there so dirty feet and i don't know what that means uh and bent over to show me his butthole oh <laughs> well i mean that is different than uh yeah, i'm pretty and it sounds like i mean i am everyone knows that listen to this i am the most tolerant pro kid let the kids be everywhere it doesn't bother me if it got if a baby <laughs> walked up on t- and got on my table and showed me his asshole then yes that is different and that baby would that is too much and, we all have our limits guys <laughs> and it sounds like i said sound like these were the owner children and not other customers children so who knows how often this may have happened to other customers 
not maybe not to this extent oh yeah but, okay but but like the like i was the gonna children, say i think butthole <laughs> that would clearly be a health code violation and several people would have reported it i now. mean yeah but but maybe your children walking around and things like that which is fine i'm, I'm like you it's okay but like you say it comes to this and go, oh okay like yeah now uh the line has been drawn i wish i was exaggerating this is like when i'm eating and it's the owner's kids an older kid came over and started like yodeling and staring at me during my meal i was so uncomfortable like i get it's a family establishment and kids do weird things but naked baby was running around for like 15 minutes while all the workers started uh are just standing that but to the side talking and laughing over it and for my food i could heat up a tofurkey sandwich just as well in under half the time damn we got 171 likes too like i said it this is probably not the first time mm-hmm. that somebody has pointed out their children to them mm-hmm. or if it's not their children an employee whoever these children are they're associated with the main family in some way shape form or fashion and it's not like they just let these children do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. in a restaurant establishment and most people probably okay with that but it's like hey dog this is where i draw my line um yeah i I feel like this is a totally reasonable review especially since you still gave two stars i mean to me that's a one star experience i don't you know maybe or or no star experience because it's one of the things Mm -hmm. where it just makes you makes you mad and for the owner to have the nerve to call me out for stating the facts Mm -hmm. like i'm wrong you know and the thing is the owner went so hard you actually want to go out of business don't you you don't want people to come back because as people learned about this people are gonna go somewhere else and don't let another vegan place come in and taste better oh that's a wrap for you dog uh fair uh so then uh we got uh you know that post i just read about the i'm a I'm mama bear is irritated mm-hmm. chelsea bartley i'm calling you out uh so later they posted a response to clarify what happened with this bad review this is what happened we have a one-year-old child who has just discovered she can undo the velcro on her diaper she is also currently potty training one day last week she got out of my husband in my sight took off her diaper and ran across the restaurant she was quickly apprehended and redressed someone decided that it was necessary to leave a very nasty review about it not only about it but a five-year-old who was trying to say hello to her and was ve- she was very uncomfortable and offended this irritated the heck right out of me because we clearly stay on our menu that children uh could be around the restaurant i called her out for it and she apparently didn't like it now trolls and others are finding it necessary to bash a restaurant they've never been to uh here's one thing i will say i do bet that she was exaggerating somewhat in her first review the whole like it was 15 minutes that the kid was running around the other kids stood over me and just started yodeling at me and staring at me for five minutes because people do embellish in those those type of yelp reviews people embellish all the fucking time um so i i mean you know it could be embellishment but i mean it sounded like it happened i don't know it still sounds pretty unacceptable like you know people don't sign up to watch you raise your kid just because they go to your restaurant even if it's on the menu correct and i guarantee you somewhere fine print small it's not like you got it up with the title you know what i mean you know it's not like you got big and bold oh our kids gonna be here you know and it's also one of the things where maybe they just shouldn't have been there and that's something that you know people don't want to talk about that either 
or if they're gonna be there they need to be in a place where they can't you know roam like this because like i said most people are fine with it but when you deal with customers that are new to the area not familiar with the area and don't know it's gonna be a culture shock because what restaurant do you go into even if it's family owned where children move around and they're not other customers children's Mm-hmm. that's a lot man that is a lot that's like the whitest thing ever i could have put it in white people news it was so white um although i don't know the race of the people involved so that's i'm definitely assuming a lot but come on. oh yeah i'm i'm assuming that they white too because if they, if they were not white uh you'd have read that with a lot of racial slurs what you mean you know cause, oh cause they, they would have been like oh this nigga came in with this mother oh, okay i see mm-hmm. what you're and, and even if they would have the comments that other people would have had would have had racial scores like people calling mm-hmm. upset yeah mm-hmm. like people fail to realize when, i mean it's memphis memphis is a black ass city come on and when you talk about um anybody brown that's the first thing people do whenever mm-hmm. they want to make comments and things like that even if the initial person hadn't called out the, the races the mm-hmm. child's race other people commenting would have said something that's a great point americans who can't afford their homes is up to 140 is up 146 hmm. percent not it's 100 percent of it's not 146 percent of homeowners it's the number of people who couldn't uh, can't afford their homes but you know is jumped up in the past 16 years um oh, 38 years? yes 38 million american households can't afford their housing which is up 146 percent in the past 16 years according to a recent harvard housing report yeah they've i've seen studies and statistics that talk about that uh you know most people can't even afford a two-bedroom apartment mm. you know no matter trying to get a home yeah it's know. scary because everybody's like get a home get a home but a get a home is like the one it's that one not one kind but it's a very specific type of debt where you may feel you can swing it but when it becomes readily apparent that you can't you're stuck there until you can get from under that shit uh under federal guidelines households that spend more than 30 percent of their income on housing costs are considered cost burden and will have difficulty affording basic necessities like food clothing transportation and medical care but the number of americans struggling with their housing costs has risen almost 16 million in 2001 to 38 million in 2015 according to the census data uh crunched in the report mm-hmm. that's more than double and what a lot of people talk don't talk about it's a lot of goddamn children in those numbers like when people give these numbers these numbers include children <laughs> but go ahead well the children uh, you mean of the people that are right, living there right when right. they go sick you go okay l- l- let's say you just talking about adults there are children attached to a lot of those adults right so those numbers are actually larger than what you're they may have accounted sick. for that we don't right. know that they didn't right. it, 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 yeah it's, it's like the number is big regardless so right. even if they're just counting adults as children and even if they're including children it's still a big ass number yeah and despite the overall economic recovery it's only a small improvement from 2014 going down by about 900,000 households uh when people can't afford safely afford to pay their mortgages and rent it isn't just a problem for those in the lower income or people who bid off more house than they can chew uh economic trickle down housing unaffordability drags down the gdp slowing down overall economic growth for everyone said dan McHugh senior research associate at the joint center for housing studies at harvard university which publishes the annual state of the nation's housing report it forces them to constrict spending on other items which would reduce spending on other parts of the economy they would be they would buy less save less reduce savings uh it may make it more difficult to venture out and start a new company or live in month to month 
they're much less likely to go back to school get additional training and may not be in a job that makes them the most productive member of the labor market a big factor of how many has been how wages haven't kept pace with the rising housing costs nope yep so there's people that could afford a house they like nothing changed for them they're still hard working they still have a job they're still uh responsible financially but house housing costs have gone up and your wages are stagnant and ceos pays go up but you know everybody's more too mad about they don't want minimum wage to go up you know right instead of demanding that they make more too mm-hmm. housing costs are being driven by a limited supply of moving quality entry-level housing in the wake of the financial crisis so many so much capacity was taken offline swank told nbc news diane swank ceo of ds economics uh much of the existing stock of housing is still underwater many of the entry-level houses are in disrepair and what building is happening is happening up market builders are less able to downscale and build in smaller volumes of smaller homes it's restricting supply um well below demand so of course it shows up in price uh yeah that's a that's the thing we see in charlotte like you look at the developments and it's mostly like those little uh lofts and and the the tight Mm -hmm. like those like the gentrified areas of town is where you see all the construction like be so tiny you're like who the fuck want to live here but somebody does yeah they're not building yeah they're not building um homes Mm -hmm. like they're not building homes they're building like places for you know up and coming uh business level like white people that Mm -hmm. can live in or a lot of town homes which don't take up as much space as a as a a, uh, single unit home Mm mm-hmm uh let's see um customers allegedly attack a mcdonald's employee over broken ice cream machine yeah that's i mean it's hot it's hot out here guys and if the and the thing is so fucked up at mcdonald's they know they got these fuck whack ass machines Mm -hmm. but they're not really trying to invest to correct this problem and the way the machines is they was like hey we used to close but now we open 24 hours so ain't no time to ever turn the fucking machine off and not function but uh i don't know what to tell them i mean i i don't i don't think an employer should get attacked over i think all this responsibility falls back on mcdonald's fix your fuck ass machines everybody else's machines work every time i go there i don't never go to wendy's and they'll be like you know what our machine don't work yeah uh three irate customers allegedly attacked a mcdonald's employee in florida after finding out the ice cream machine was down for maintenance an employee said that three females including two teens went through the drive-thru around 8 p.m on sunday and tried to order ice cream after being told the machine was out of service they went inside the restaurant saw another customer with ice cream okay probably they got mad well, people always say when they say it's down for maintenance don't believe them because they just lying trying to because they don't want to deal with it they don't want to deal with the machine or they just want to get don't want to give you any mm-hmm i mean i'm not saying it's right but i understand mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you gotta uh, i understand i, I know I mean, ice cream but i see somebody else walk at the front door with it mm-hmm. i can see them being mad about that yeah i it's crazy to me too guys right. um uh after being told the machine was out of service i mean maybe that was the last one maybe it broke the second that they made that last ice cream cone right 
uh, the customers don't know that all they know is they see ice cream and they didn't get none right they saw somebody with ice cream the group began arguing with the employee before jumping over the counter and attacking her they hit the woman and pulled her hair the employee was not seriously injured deputies have no suspects but are waiting for mcdonald's to turn over surveillance video of the incident damn for the assume McDonald's gonna be like the bank you know how you go in the bank they have like them plexiglass bulletproof windows for 750 an hour G- nigga for 750 an hour 350 once they tax your ass to death fuck that yep anger as twitter celebrates malia obama day instead of independence day on july 4th now i don't know why this is only being printed july 8th <laughs> <laughs> uh slow 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 on uptick slow on uptick yeah apparently that's the first daughter's birthday right so chance the rapper sent out a tweet that received more than twenty two hundred eighty nine thousand 289 000 likes um basically uh yeah like i don't see what the problem is me either she, I mean, she just happened to be born on the same day yeah thank ha- you to celebrate both what the fuck is wrong people he said happy malia obama day um and apparently people got very upset by this um instead of uh the white people who come and just think this country is just the best ever mm-hmm. always and if you criticize or have a problem with anything that anybody ever does also you unpatriotic mm-hmm. uh, I, i'm gonna start saying this i like this because it's a positive thing rather than all the negative ass like i'm so woke people were never free like that yeah because it's like eh, you're still dragging me down i got the day off and i do want a hot dog uh but if i say happy malia obama day now i got i'm celebrating something positive while so saying you know like independence day is is complicated and not something i really want to participate in um yeah i'm a fan of this good job good job internet uh let's see what else happened um apparently there uh was a woman breastfeeding during sex and the internet lost its motherfucking mind mm-hmm. was it film tape photo i don't understand it i don't understand uh youtube vlogger has defended herself against critics who attacked her for admitting to breastfeeding her baby while having sex well listen if a youtube blogger brought it up then we must talk about it it's uh, extremely important and clearly uh, a, a scourge going across the globe i mean it must be so many people that are participating in this culture uh from this youtube vlogger tasha male m-a-i-l-e maybe maley is a vegan okay well, that explains a lot spiritual mama who has been a positive voice speaking out against stigmatizing breastfeeding and trying to normalize the act for moms everywhere okay i mean we a lot of us support that like just because somebody's breastfeeding that mean you know they trying to fuck you or whatever women is natural and uh you know we have to stop looking at women as just sex objects and stuff so okay i understand that all right cool but though she's often been praised for her encouraging stance on her youtube one of her youtube clips is drawn criticism from other parents in the short video she mentioned that she has uh lots of kids wait she had lots of people ask her about breastfeeding while being intimate and went on to reveal that she had tried it once cue uproar uh so almost three still strong at breastfeeding so she has like a picture of a kid breastfeeding or whatever 
uh did you know a child's immune system is immature till six years or so the human body expects milk until at least seven when did drinking milk from a cow become a thing not only that but adults still breastfeeding from a cow and did you ever see a label that says hormone free what an oxymoron milk is hormonal fluid i know the only hormonal fluid i consciously want is what that of my mother's and that ship that ship is sailed a long time ago as for my littles uh doing the best i can to keep them healthy wealthy and wise to touch smell skin to skin love nutrition bond with the mother is no joke nature has us perfectly designed it's the interventions and interference that puts things out of alignment for hashtag follow your heart uh it's the only real voice you'll ever truly have that was her one of her posts all right uh she said breastfeeding your children is great sex is also great having sex while your child is nursing is fucking creepy oh wait no that's one of the uh users that said that uh they wrote in the comment section i don't care what anyone says how can you be turned on when your child is nursing uh i agree with her that sex is important and natural but come on not while you are feeding your baby wait a few minutes uh where's your mind exactly when you're having intercourse and breastfeeding at the same time another woman asked i wouldn't want my children be watching me and my husband make love that's extremely personal another commentator wrote uh go ahead what no and my thing is this she shared this and now i think a lot of people in my opinion just like to judge other parents period anything that anybody else does that you're not doing or you think is weird or you think is wrong or you think is creepy other parents judge them even if they've done this shit themselves it's a lot of parents that have fucked around infants it's mm. a, not i'm just keeping this real you know okay but, Lord, you keeping it real i got you but you know people have a tendency to to want to shame people that are very open and very public about this now i understand when you make things public you leave it open to public opinion but my thing is her doing this is it really affecting your life is it in any way shape or fashion other than you using this as a way to shame her because all the shame is coming on her that anybody was like what is he doing there too you know like 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 it's it's like to me all the focus is and this is another way to shame women you already shame her for breastfeeding you probably shaming her for fucking and and at the end of the day it's like okay you you know she wouldn't fucking herself there was a dude here too but all of a sudden all all the critique is on her well she's the vlogger so that's why it's on her too okay and that makes you sense know it's also. not like if he came up there i i can't even imagine if some man had a video talking about some yeah you can fuck your wife while she breastfeeding that shit would not go down well people would be like is she consenting to this uh what so you can't wait what the fuck is wrong with you like i don't think i don't think in this situation i don't think a, this coming from a man would make it any better yeah people uh, like to criticize parents well i do think that's true too you know i think you know what though the way i feel about this shit is the way i feel about a lot of stuff in your relationship what y'all decide to do is y'all's business Mm -hmm. but once you tell everybody you kind of make it everybody's business and that's when people start coming in with the judgment because they start thinking about themselves and what they would allow and what they wouldn't allow you know but uh, like for the most part she's talking about breastfeeding up to seven years old there's a lot of people that are like i wouldn't allow my kid at seven to to fucking breastfeed for me that's crazy right you know what i mean but they agree that breastfeeding shouldn't be stigmatized blah 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 but everybody has their own line right and this is what you happen you combine sex and breastfeeding you're gonna have motherfuckers getting all up in their feelings because you know people are gonna be like this is child abuse this is uh 
um you know uh pedophilia type shit even if you know even if it's technically not they don't they feel a certain way that's all it takes um she responded to her critics she says first of all you should actually listen to the video it's talking about how my three-month-old would not allow me to put him down at all she says he was attaching me 24 7 he was also using me as a dummy at night i don't know what that means um tasha goes on to clarify that the baby was very much asleep at the time and unaware what was going on uh we did it while he was sleeping next to me or on me uh it had nothing to do with my child my child was not in the act of what we were doing he was not involved um uh he was there sleeping oh pacifier oh is that what that means he was even used as a pacifier at night uh sex is a beautiful thing we are all feeling beings we love sex and after posting the second video many fans are quick to step in and defend her breastfeeding while having sex stance i breastfed my daughter while having sex when she was younger she was stuck to me like glue and after having a new baby sex was the only thing keeping my sanity so yes i had sex while nursing at night one woman wrote uh my first son was the same way when i was breastfeeding it happens that's what a baby need that's when a baby needs his mama and our babies are used to hearing our hearts beating some people's minds are just not in the right spot agreed another i think everyone holds a sleeping baby while doing things that's impossible not to uh hey when you have kids you just gotta do whatever works another fan added um all right yeah i don't know man uh i don't have a kid and i've never breastfed um mm-hmm. i've never had sex with a woman while breastfeeding i feel like i'm not uh i'm not the demographic yeah i just feel like i'm not the person to but i'm not judging you either well the other part of this is um I, i'm gonna do something that you know rarely happens on the internet these days but it's totally possible i don't really care okay that's i didn't want to be <laughs> like that either but i was like who gives a fuck she's a blogger they posted something and all of a sudden everybody and their mom is goddamn talking about it and you're like word yeah i don't have to care about this shit i don't care this is one person's thing that they do in private i don't i don't care it doesn't i don't know if it's if she's if she's a great mom or a bad mom i i can't tell from this and i don't know yeah and a lot of it boils down to the some of the shit we talked about before how people can't talk about shit they really angry about so they go around and talk about other shit to divert the fact that they don't know if they're gonna have health care they don't know if they're gonna keep their job the economy is fucked up so instead of talking about that shit shit they can't change they turn around they 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 divert it to other shit that in 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 the scheme of life this shit don't matter yeah if y'all do this y'all do this i don't know i don't have anything to say about it it's like it's not like they touching the child or some shit right. it's not i mean i don't know it's just people get really passionate over shit like this that i'm just like it's certain shit is just a facebook meme you know i Correct. i don't think i think i'm saying this to chris yesterday i did so much podcasting y'all i don't, can't keep up but uh certain shit is a facebook meme and there's certain discussions i don't want to have based on what it started off of right like i'm not having the fucking breastfeeding during sex conversation off of this shit i it's it, it's ridiculous people gonna fall out they're gonna do all this shit all these histrionics over some shit that ultimately don't fucking matter right because only two consenting people can figure this out between them and i don't know all the ugliness of fucking having a kid i understand that it's fucking arduous and it ain't pretty it's why i always say parenting for the internet gonna get your ass caught up because it it gets all because even a good parent there's certain shit if you put it on the internet people don't want to see even if they agree with it they don't want to see it i i understand sometimes a kid has to be disciplined you have to put them in time out 
if you put the shit on a fucking video i'm gonna be like i feel bad for that kid i don't know i'm sorry i don't i don't know what to tell you dog you shouldn't have told me like now i I guess it seems like i'm not for punishing kids but i am i understand but when i see it i still feel bad for that motherfucking kid right that's how everybody is but i always feel bad for the children though right but i mean even stuff like a kid fucks his hair up when his dad says don't cut your hair and the kid's like i cut my hair anyway he fucks his hair up i feel bad for that kid right if even if the parents did nothing if the parents just say well now you got to walk around school with your hair fucked up and i'm not gonna fix it i'm like fix his hair man come on <laughs> but that's not and i'm not saying like i'm not calling that person a bad parent because right. that kid will learn a lesson from the fact that you didn't fix his hair and this nigga had to go to school looking stupid one day he'll be like I, next time my daddy say don't he, do he gonna cut my hair i'm gonna wait for him to cut my hair right that's you know that's a lesson my brother had to get it's we laugh about it now but if you put it on the internet nigga that's child abuse like as far as i'm concerned when i'm watching it thumbs down bad no thumbs down. it's sad you know because i don't i feel bad and awkward for the kid well i feel like everything is kind of like that mm-hmm. you know there's certain shit that just uh i don't and like you said i don't know if it's just people are angry about other shit mm-hmm. or they want to exert some type of control or, or maybe they just like the fight but yes. but but like when you see like a facebook meme it's like fellas would you let your girl wear this outside and it's like a woman in a fucking floss bikini with nipple pasties on and ah! and it's like would you let her meet your mama would you let your girl wear this to meet your mama and you know niggas thoughts. gonna argue right thoughts you know niggas gonna argue that's the whole point of it and i feel like people are being suckers by getting suckered into arguing over that bullshit come on it's like i no, i won't i won't i won't participate dog i'm sorry it's ridiculous it's like unless it's some jokes or some shit i have nothing to add to this conversation because it's ridiculous it will it will never ever affect me ever there's never gonna be a time that it'll affect me so that's it you know what i mean (laughs) like that uh you know i saw people with this woman oh so he can't wait to have sex i don't even know we she could have been the one talking about i'm trying to fuck she could have that right i don't know i don't live in these people's house and i don't give a fuck this they fought for telling me i don't give a fuck like if she told me this to my face i'd be like i'm gonna be real with you dog i don't know shit about raising no motherfucking kids don't mm-hmm. no breastfeeding nope more power to you it'll never come up in my house i'm sorry you know so yeah i don't understand I, and i bet you there's a lot of other ugly shit quote unquote that doesn't look good that goes down in people's lives of that course. that honestly most of us have dealt with but we just keep that shit out of we just don't tell everybody our business mm-hmm. it's like probably everybody in the world is probably shit they pants once as a grown-ass adult but ain't nobody telling you we're not writing the shit my pants stories every day come on because everybody's like you take that shit to your grave that's not <laughs> it's not something like i'm not trying to normalize that i'm not trying to fight the call she's made it so that she wants to normalize breastfeeding right so this is literally her cause right so she got to go take these slings and arrows but end of the day i I mean i don't think this says anything about anybody like i don't know she might still be a great mom and he might be a great husband i don't know i don't know the rules for this shit so anyway you know and i would extend that to other shit like this we not going to talk about black china and black and uh rob kardashian on this show Mm-mm. like at least not in no any way that's uh let's have a profound discussion about the sexual violence of revenge porn nigga revenge porn is wrong we all know that i'm not about to have that argument based off of they fucked up toxic relationship they not a good basis to have this i'm not gonna talk about black fatherhood based off of lavar ball 
like certain conversations i'm like it's a non-starter because the people that are going through the shit are like a walking a walking intersection of fucked up facebook meme ideals so people just latch on to what they want to and get super passionate and it's like none of this shit was that important so anyway uh more power to you good good luck with your your vlogging um this is a ridiculous one um there's an ohio sheriff that refuses to let his uh deputies carry overdose antidote medicine uh despite ohio being the hardest hit by the opioid crisis mm-hmm. and he basically just says like uh i don't do narcan uh he told the cincinnati inquirer they never carried it nor will they that's my stance he insists he's not heartless but the cost of repeatedly administrating narcan can the taxpayers dry so basically it costs too much money to revive these people in there um they're just ODing on this drugs and he's essentially saying he gotta let them die because you know even if even if you bring them back they're just gonna do more drugs but do they have programs that actually are going to help people and help uh rehabilitate these people like that's the thing you don't have programs to help the people you you, they goddamn want to cut every fucking service that would be available to the people to help them change their lives and then you go well if you over d over d fuck it we're not trying to help you there either one person we know has been revived 20 times all we're doing is reviving them not curing them we don't go there and he says we but he added we don't go there and let people die here in ohio the live squads paramedics get in there about the same time and they're more equipped to use narcan narcan i guess uh the the people who use the drugs don't usually like the police and they turn violent once they're revived Mm. some police departments that use narcan won't even allow police to use it unless there are two officers on the scene the police feel unsafe using this narcan because they have to get down on their knees squirt it into their nose and the people who are safe they're saving are not happy to see them they're angry as hell Mm. i wonder if that's true because it's losing a lot of like stuff they don't have statistics or evidence on he's just kind of like anecdotally been one guy's been 20 times and you know when they wake up they be mad you know stuff like that mm-hmm. and a lot of these people are white people which they not, mm-hmm. don't want to talk about either mm-hmm. so you know a lot of these trump supporters a lot of their children on drugs and president obama had a lot of programs put in place to help people on drugs which you know affects brown people at a higher rate but you white people actually get the benefit of these programs mm-hmm. and you know then you also uh talk about how they were actually uh loosening up the laws because you know white white folks on drugs now so when it's crack everything nobody gave a fuck but, but anyway. it's interesting because he's so he's basically writing them off right right so, so i guess so. he's gotten to the point where he's like i don't give a fuck what race you are i ain't waking your ass up and eventually that's what it gets down to mm-hmm. so that's why at the end of the day you have to be aware of of who you put in office because these policies and procedures do affect you particularly if you are the middle to lower class there are a lot of white people that are in the goddamn lower class that don't want to admit they're in the lower class or they keep hanging on a dream that one day they might get out of lower class when that shit will never happen in their lifetime my main problem with all this is i just think he's lying i do too i don't think they get violent when they wake up i think he's lying i think they just don't want to do it he just don't want to do it and uh i think also this relates to the fact that 
white black indifferent whatever race uh we see drug use as a uh character flaw and we see drug users as less than so therefore um we're shitting on them for being drug users and the fact that they overdose or whatever is kind of like well yeah that's what you deserve you you should die for doing these drugs because uh, you're not a contributing quote-unquote member of society so you can go that's my guess mm-hmm. yes yeah, it's, it's a lot of stigma that comes with that and like i said before i continue to say this people have a tendency to point at people when they can see their flaws when everybody has flaws some of your flaws are invisible but you know the drug addict the alcoholic you know the prostitute these are quote-unquote things that you can see but you know things that you can't see is what people don't want to talk about but those are flaws too yeah uh all right let's get into uh some other segments let's uh maybe do some um some uh fucking with black people um i should probably bring up that list uh let's do some fucking with black people everybody i think you guys uh love that game we all hate that game everybody knows that Ah! uh all right here we go We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe, we find different articles and make us feel fucked with as black people. We assign point scores of zero to hundred and intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. Hmm. Uh. Let's see. What should we start? Where should we start? There's so many so much fucking to get to guys isn't it isn't it always too much fucking uh here's one it's kind of uh black people adjacent but uh we'll talk about it anyway okay um i'm tired of watching brown men fall in love with white women on screen this is by aditi natasha kenny uh who writes this for jezebel the big sick it's a movie has been roundly lauded in the press uh roundly lauded in the press including here at jezebel and not without good reason it's funny heartwarming love a heartwarming love story based on the true life experiences of co-writers and married couple kamal najiani and emily v gordon but as much as i liked it and i did i also found myself exhausted yet again by the on-screen depiction of a brown man wanting to date a white woman while brown women are portrayed alternatively as caricatures stereotypes inconsequential and or the butts of a joke i know i know isn't it progress to see asian men get the girl for once um instead of uh, stand in as a prop token or a joke sure it's great that hollywood is putting this money behind narratives with brown men at the helm as in the big sick and master of none but both are also center white women as a love interest a concept which in the complex hierarchy of power and race in america pays lip service to one notion that has shaped the history of south asian and american culture alike whiteness as the ultimate desire the highest goal in defining oneself as american uh both of those both of these works are part of a larger trend that's common in films and media portrayal of the desi community uh that the pursuit of white love is a mode of acceptance into american culture and a way of transcending the confines of an immigrant culture the notion that white love is a gateway drug to the american dream 
john cho recognized this trend last march in a conversation with camille nagiani at sundance cho noted that while he gets a lot of attaboys from people excited to see an asian guy with a white woman particularly other asian guys they don't seem to want two asian people on the screen together the screen might set on fire he said nagiani sidestepped this critique by noting the big six depiction of his brother in a happy relationship with a pakistani woman satisfies these those optics on-screen Asian men have been depicted coveting or romancing white women through the ages. From the 1915 silent film The Cheat to the modern examples of Raj in the Big Bang Theory, Gogo in the names, in the namesake, uh, Ravi in Meet the Patels, Tom Haverford in Parks and Recreation, and Dev Shah in Master of None. It seems that directors and writers have sought to solve a lack of Asian representation on screen by casting Asian men opposite of white women, but that tack almost inevitably erases interracial relation interracial relationships between people of color but yeah that's that's true i remember um one of the things i liked about ages of shield was when melinda may was dating uh was was married to andrew you know mm-hmm. so it was like blair underwood uh is um in this relationship with um what is her name um well it's an asian person and a black person yeah and they're they're together and it's kind of like huh you don't see that often Mm -mm. you know you normally don't see like if there's an interracial relationship it's normally like white and something something else Mm -hmm. um and i did notice it you know um one of the things i'll say about this article because i saw people pushing back against it the first thing i'll say is she liked the film uh i think that matters because i think what happens a lot of times if you critique something that you like people start losing focus and be like you just hate everything you don't want nobody to do this two i completely understand the defensiveness that an asian man would have to this which is so damn i can't tell my story like i get it i get this thing it's my job it's my it's my movie it's my art and i gotta fucking i have to be obligated to tell a story that's not my story that didn't really this didn't really happen i gotta fucking invent some characters and shit here's my thing it's never really your story like it's a movie it's a project you're always taking some creative license um the same system that works for them picking a brown man to even get in the door and tell his story i feel like you have to trickle that shit down in your project that should be the same fucking mentality you have about making sure because see everybody looks at this shit as art and personal and telling stories that's part of it but we're also talking about money and that's the part that always gets lost in this shit we're also talking about the idea that there's some actress out there that's worked all her fucking life to tell her story the same way you did and then you get on screen and you're like eh, i'm not gonna get that actress a chance well i'll give that actress a role but it's gonna be like you said as my brother's wife on the show who doesn't have a lot of lines and is really in the movie that much or whatever you know it's like it's always some type of you know conceit that has to be made um and i always and i find that interesting because if you make that choice then you have to be willing to stand up to that criticism because you know you're gonna get that criticism and it sounds like and i think this happens with a lot of people uh they just kind of assume that like asian people are just like they don't give a fuck about this stuff they care too yeah they do you know i still i know people that don't fuck with mindy kaling because they're like all her like i know it's it's ironic 
i know asian men that have a problem with mindy kaylin being like uh most of her love interests are white on tv and they're like typical this is the problem with da 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 but then they would defend this because this this isn't about them right you know this is now their turn and it's like now i'm gonna do it wrong quote unquote um so those are the things that that i see coming up through this um and uh as a black man i know i notice every movie that has uh a black dude and a white woman as the main characters and they go out of the way to make sure that it's not a sexual relationship come on you know and i'm not even saying because i covet white women or some shit i'm literally just saying it's always awkward because any other movie with two reasonably attractive lead stars the motherfuckers end up smashing every fucking movie is you know if it's chris pine and some white woman they gonna fuck if it's fucking uh you know tom cruise and some white woman chances are it's gonna be some type of romantic shit happening but when it's denzel and some white woman nigga today and not about to do not a goddamn thing now i know some people that you know denzel's kind of a weird example because i think i've heard that he don't want to do those that that shit but you know i remember watching pelican briefing being like huh that who wrote that that's interesting like i liked it like i was like oh cool a, a movie where the dude don't have to try to fuck the woman just because they together but at the end i'm like oh was that just because he's black and y'all were like we can't have him kissing no white woman people gonna get mad you know will smith did umpteen fucking movies until he got to uh uh that the movie about being a thief and him and margot roby uh were lovers like it's just it's i mean it's i if i notice it and i don't really even care about it that much you goddamn right a lot of these brown women notice this shit you know what i mean especially when you don't have a heart a large selection so it's like who are the brown people on tv getting to make shit and in most cases you know you have mindy kaylin but then after that it's mostly gonna be men and then just one by one you can go through the line and be like damn this motherfucker got a white woman this motherfucker picked a white woman this motherfucker got a white actress like everybody got a white actress getting this money it's not like white actresses got a problem getting work but so many brown women that can't get these jobs and they kind of are looking for that opportunity and yeah they're gonna be salty and there's so many brown women that are fans who go who are being told like go support this dude he's he's brown he's make you ain't watch this you ain't watch this oh how, you don't watch why are you not gonna watch this and then they show up and it's like i'm i don't feel like i'm in this right i feel like everybody else got a chance to be represented on screen but i didn't get a chance and i think that's a real it's a real feeling and i think people shouldn't dismiss it you know because the art is out there anyway it's not like it's gonna be changed but maybe it'll reach one of these dudes in the next project they won't do that you never know you know i think a good example of this is uh jordan peele and uh kegel mike and key who both have um who both have white wives i believe but look at their projects and their own screen shit they always pick black women as their love interest even in them scenes on a fucking tv show if it didn't call for like a white woman is the joke of part of this it was always a black woman it's a conscious choice there's black actresses who got work because they got that call to be on that movie on that tv show i mean it's shit the shit matters you know but people like to claim to be about that shit until it's them you know and i also think there's a reason certain people are getting the shows in the first place it's because white people feel comfortable with the vision that you're going to put on the screen because ultimately white people are the decision makers with all this shit Mm -hmm. so if they say look we want to diversify our shit let's go out and get this dude we know that he'll also 
kind of uh bring some white people into this and they'll it'll tell a vision that we feel comfortable with we don't want a, a, a tv show that's only brown people on it like we don't want that show we don't want that show about an indian family that doesn't have any uh major roles for white people in it you know we don't want fresh out the boat we don't want that kind of shit so anyway that's how i feel about it and karen's just you good yeah i i I, I think for me i understand uh what she's saying and when i hear a lot of these articles in my opinion no matter how valid the points that she's making a lot of it is a larger industry problem like mm-hmm. like like all a lot of these goes back down to the root of racism because racism is the root of a lot of the decisions and the and decision makers and the choices that they make and the thing is you will have uh black uh families and people of colors but it's like y'all we always got to be against each other because there's very few mm-hmm. you know or either the audience is forced to support x y and z even if it's not the thing or they don't like it and it's like well at the end of the day if you have more brown people here the shit that you put out would not be critiqued because we would be watching our own shit right you know that's something they don't realize you don't give you don't give a lot of options so the option you put out there people are hypercritical of because they're like hey you're not representing me Mm-hmm. And instead of you representing the people like you should, you halfway kind of sort of represent them or either most of the time when it comes to diversity, even with brown people, diversity equals men. Diversity does never eat. The diversity never is the women, you know, because like you say, uh, only one woman, you know, but there's a lot of brown women from various different groups that could have their own TV shows, starring their own series, starring their own movies, you know, but a lot of times, uh, these women never get a chance or they're overlooked unless they're proximity to whiteness because there's a lot of white women that have uh, had their own movies and shit like this and are very, very famous, you know, but they're living in whiteness. So they're allowed to do projects and fail and not succeed and shit like that. And when a lot of brown women, you don't even get the chance to even get through the door for the opportunity to fail. Not to mention, a lot of times people fall back on that. Well, this is my story but you but what you put on the screen we all know it's not your actual story like this isn't a documentary you took some liberties like you might have a black friend but he's not gonna be as cool as uh the comedian you hired to play your black friend you know you might have a white wife she ain't gonna be a top 10 attractive white woman actress like the one you cast to play your wife we know you're embellishing certain shit if you write this narrative and this and like i said it's, i'm not even i'm not even saying this makes your film bad right i'm just saying people going to notice it feels like the new thing is to be mad at people for noticing shit but but that's just what it is i i noticed i didn't like that aspect of it i see a bigger trend about it and that's it and then people get mad about it like i can't enjoy nothing it's like well damn dog i am i not allowed to watch a video be like oh this song is jamming but kind of weird that there's no dark-skinned black women in this mood in this video like is like nobody can bring it up like it just we gotta all just because i the other part with this woke shit and all this like these articles the second that somebody don't bring something up y'all always bring it back they always bring it back oh you didn't say nothing when blah 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 so it's like but if i say something you're gonna go all you do is say this it's, it's like ultimately i can't win for losing but anyway the point being um 
motherfuckers notice dog even when they have a good time i'm black i i enjoy a lot of shit that i go oh man that was crazy that was racist and i just keep enjoying it anyway me you know? too it's, it's a lot of shit that leaves a lot of brown women out of it particularly black women out of it and i enjoy it and i love it and i keep it pushing but it does not mean that it's not a problem there and i think a lot of times uh some people improve some people don't but the thing is like everything else you put it in the public and it's going to get critiqued and people act like they are not ready for the critiques that come with the shit that you put out yeah i mean i just hope this shit reaches back to these creators at some point and maybe they can instead of doubling down like think about it because everybody always thinks about this from a personal perspective and i'm like fuck the personal perspective because i understand it's it is personal to, to the author to everybody my thing is from a business perspective how are brown women ever supposed to get on how are they supposed to get on white people don't want to put them in the show brown the men in the, the men that get in the door first don't want to put them on the show how do they get on it can't everybody can't be mindy kaylin everybody can't be Issa Rae. like the decision makers in this have to look out and that means even when it's a black or brown decision maker yes your ass too right because like and you bring up a good point like you said when white males make the decision a lot of times we erase when white females make the decisions we erase mm-hmm. when brown men make the decision we erase well it's like well goddamn you know and it's very 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 few black women that are in a position of power and control to make the decisions where they can do the shit the way that they want to do it and there are women a lot of black and brown women in these industries but because of the patriarchy and the racism in these industries they never get a chance to get to the spot where they can start making the money and making the decisions or or when they get on and they say well all we got is us people get mad at that right wow really you gonna act like nobody ever like nigga the only people i see employing us is us like i like what you want me to say because if it's you know if it's somebody else you always got an excuse you know matter of fact atlanta's a good example of black dude in real life dating or i think it's the mother of his child is a white woman cast black actresses as his leads for his for all his shit like like the work is the work i don't give a fuck what your real life is to be honest but when you come to work and you like i want to do this black ass show how the fuck you gonna do this black ass show without black women how you gonna do this brown show without brown women how you gonna do like you just can't you can't make these compromises but only for yourself and then go fuck everybody else you know i can't believe y'all would do me like this you know right. um that right there the problem for getting angry for being fucking left out again right zero to a hundred a hundred yeah i give it a hundred too speaking of being included sophia coppola addresses the beguiles all-white cast controversy sophia coppola's latest film the beguiled has received a whirlwind of fanfare from his historic win for his historic win at Cannes uh bewitching air and slew of strong female performances from nicole kidman kirsten dunce and l fanning but like any hollywood figure in the spotlight the director was also faced a few ways of criticism surrounding the thrilling southern gothic drama namely the all-white casting and the report that she asked her friend and star kirsten dunce to lose weight for the role i like how those are both included in controversy but okay i feel because in my mind i feel like that second one the group of people that cared about chris and dunce losing weight don't give a fuck about them not having no black people mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. so in a new interview with the uk stylist coppola took the opportunity to address those controversies head on 
i left some things out from the original movie and book with that where where they felt exploitative now keep in mind this is a make of not just a book but there was a movie that was made uh not too long ago and there is a black woman role in the movie and in the book okay see I and don't, she I don't is taking it out of her movie the the 2017 version mm, she, took she it don't out. think nothing wrong with that she says of her decision to exclude the two black characters sorry those two in 1966's uh thomas cullen cullen novel one of whom appeared in the 1971 adaptation there was a very stereotypical sassy slave character that i don't didn't want to spotlight i didn't want to talk about that aspect of the civil war because it's such an important story to tell she explained that although she understands the backlash she made her choice out of deference to the story she wanted to tell in in this particular movie and respect to the narrative she didn't have the time or desire to do justice to here i want to focus on dynamics between male and female not and not include racial politics i didn't want to treat it lightly i didn't want to take a token slave character without really going into the story of what that was like and there wasn't room to tell that whole story the director added i don't want to represent an only white world and it's something we talk about and are conscious of but i also thought it wasn't nice for young women to see the only ethnic person in the film to be portrayed as a servant even if that would be accurate coppola also responded to the reaction generated by this bit from her variety cover story with dunce when coppola suggested that dunce lose some weight for her role in the beguiled the actress pushed back but she said her director was very understanding coppola told stylus that that comment was totally taken out of context i don't remember how it was said but i remember we talked about that role and i maybe said oh it's the civil war so they all have to look like they don't have a lot or something she added but i didn't tell her to lose weight i've known kirsten a long time she she was 16 she's like a sister to me and i trust her so much it wouldn't be the first time something the star said during the interview was lost in translation ha that was editorialized um yeah uh the thing i'll say about this uh shit is i feel the same way about the the last article is this one so when are black people supposed to get on when is that one there's a black actress who didn't get a role two when the fuck is black people supposed to get jobs when are they supposed to get jobs in this town because if you look if you follow her comments to the fullest extent the only time black people should be on screen really if it is if the story is about race like if the story the story has to be a black story they otherwise there's no fucking room for you you and your racist shit y'all represent racism and racial problems and i just don't want to address it because it's too important to tell it reminds me when that woman wrote that article we read on here about ryan coogler shouldn't take black panther and i thought you're out of your fucking mind white woman because she was trying to act like i'm so woke that he shouldn't take it because it it'll mess up his street cred as an indie director and it's like what are you talking about black so black directors basically gotta all not get the money and the power uh that that white directors get like they they gotta they gotta keep doing small films and quote-unquote keep it real for you like get the fuck out of here you know how you end up doing passion projects because you get money off of fucking disney and then you can go do whatever the fuck you want to do for your next project his next project could be called fuck white people and it'll get made because it'll be his money if he wants and he'll have the cachet of a great a big budget movie behind him not to mention the skills you learn from directing big budget movies because you you have more cash you have more crew you have more uh technical people those skills are skills that often black people don't get to learn right you know um anyway the point the point and that's why ava duvernay hires all these black people on her shit too 
because those are skills you can take somewhere with you you know opportunities they wouldn't have got otherwise in many cases um to showcase their excellence um all that being said like coppola does something here that i think a lot of white people do which is i'm gonna just paint a white world Mm-hmm. and i'm gonna say it's because look i don't know enough about race and i don't want to offend anybody but at the end of the day you're having the same racial effect of an all-white cast that a openly racist director would have i don't want no niggas on my set you indirectly don't have no niggas on your set what am i supposed to take from this also i know deep down it's because you don't want these white women to look like quote unquote less than perfect you don't want them to look bad you don't want it to look like and, and if any like to it won an award at cons but i hope the same shit happens to this that happened with uh birth of a nation where people go yeah i don't want to see this shit you know what i mean where it's like because a lot of times these shits when these they win awards at these festivals but they're not necessarily the greatest movies Mm-mm. but i bet white people were celebrating this but that's because black people weren't there come on you know what i mean black people would have been like dog this is this is whack what the fuck are you doing where where's the what how you gonna have a main uh how you gonna have a character a supporting character that's a black woman in this film that alleged, supposedly has like one of the best lines talking about how they was racist and shit to these white women like that's one of the line memorable lines you took it out so now you don't have to worry about that these white women never look bad no one ever brings up that these are slave owning white women no one ever brings up that this is, takes place in the south that's right after the civil war the fuck was the civil war about you sound just like the people that go it's heritage not hate when they talk about the fucking confederate flag but they won't tell you it's a heritage of owning slaves it's that shit you know like it's just it's just such a fail yeah and it's one of the things where I'm sick and tired of people that don't know anything about quote unquote fucking diversity, but then you don't want to fucking learn because at any time, another job, you could have hired a brown person and said, Hey, I want to put this in my movie. I don't know how to do it. Can't, cause I guarantee you somebody in the industry is well known for helping directors diverse. They're fucking my job. You hire me when you want diverse characters on your set. I guarantee you it's somebody out there this is all they fucking do across hollywood you could have hired somebody and was like hey i don't know how to do this can you come and help me who is a good actor or actress for this role yeah 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 you didn't want to fucking learn i'm tired of the goddamn excuses why is it that black people have to diversify their shit but white people never have to diversify their shit we always got to think about everything else we always got to think about white tears we always got to think about white feelings we always got to think about how we portray we always got to think about y'all fucking protesting but when it comes to shit you made who gives a goddamn fuck about how we feel your shit was in the goddamn civil war there were black people there there were black people there so it makes no sense to have a movie focused in the civil war with no goddamn brown people whatsoever that's stupid right and think about it we're coming from just reading the article where it was like this is why i want to have this white person in my movie as a love interest is my story to tell and i'm going to put these white people in it i'm gonna put this white woman in it and then you have this opposite thing where it's like okay the reality is that the reality is there was a black person in this movie and i'm taking her out think about that think about the how those two puzzle pieces fixed it fit together this is like the perfect example of two stories that go together because it's like 
ultimately who take who pays the cost some brown or black woman doesn't get the role and it's like when do they ever get a turn and 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 the, and the thing is the thing is fucked up about it is that in a lot of these movies and shit like this these are just the brown straight women lord knows you don't want to get to the lgbtq women whose roles are even less a lot mm. of times i guarantee you their shit just written with them in it that people just erase and don't cover and don't talk about even straight people get getting in these places even minority people in these groups and be like you know what nah i'm, I'm going to erase that think about what was it the 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 uh the one with the bar um uh the gay bar where they uh stonewall stonewall right even with Stonewall, which is a gay, which right. which, which which is a hundred percent gay, like like we're talking about the quote the gay movement, okay? Mm-hmm. And you say, you know what? Even though brown people is really the focus of this and how a lot of this shit got jumped off, let's raise all the brown people that was here and make them white, and then you wonder why your shit flopped, right? Um, all right, let me move to the next segment. Uh, but a hundred, yes all right we're coming right back on screen guys mm-hmm. um but yeah that that's ridiculous man right because the thing is diversity sells brown people <coughs> sell but everybody like they fucking shocked and surprised every time brown people sell but you don't ever want to give us a fucking chance and then everybody asks i'm i'm maybe i'm so fucking tired of people acting shocked and surprised every time a brown movie makes money fuck yeah. you well the thing is though um when's the last uh time anybody gave a uh interview where they were like um well i didn't put any white people in this movie because i just don't see white people as being important to this story come on like when's the last time you heard that quote you know like i remember watching atlanta and that's one of the things i love about atlanta so much is this is the vision of the world where it's just like white people don't really fucking matter uh which a lot of black people have in our lives where it's like white people aren't always a part of everything that happens in our community so why the fuck do we always have to write these roles for them you know right um but it's that kind of thing that's one of the reasons so many black people loved atlanta because it felt so black and it wasn't like trying to it just felt like yeah this is authentic you know yeah and the truth be told too it's a lot of black people that purposely go out of their way not to fuck with white people they're like i gotta fuck with them niggas at work i gotta fuck with them niggas in you know certain situations you know when i'm out in public but when i'm in my space my area i want to deal with my people i don't want to be in spaces where i'm constantly judged constantly critiqued can't can't be myself where i constantly have to fucking coast which white people don't have to coast which about a goddamn thing right uh prosecutor was shocked by mistrial for cop who killed black man and oklahoma prosecutor said saturday that he was shocked when a judge declared a mistrial in the case of a white former tulsa police officer who fatally shot his daughter's black boyfriend because jurors had delivered uh i mean because jurors had deliberated for only a few hours it was the third mistrial in nine months for the former tulsa police officer shannon kepler and all the trials have been overseen by district judge sharon holmes kepler doesn't deny shooting 19 year old jeremy lake but claims he was acting in self-defense kepler testified that lake was armed although police didn't find a weapon on lake or at the scene the shooting happily short happened shortly after lake had started dating kepler's then 18 year old daughter lisa 
attorney said the jury jurors deliberated for just two or three hours on friday uh before saying they were deadlocked six to six home six to six wow Holmes reminded jurors that the trial had started june 27th and asked whether they had changed their minds uh when they said no the jury cleared the judge cleared a mistrial that's not a long period of time a lot of times i guess depending on the judge they'll make them go back for sometimes for days and weeks before they uh that's yeah i don't know you know what i don't know all this and it varies because i six to six uh maybe that's different i don't know because it only takes one so maybe when it's 10 to 1 11 i mean 10 to 2 or 11 like like, y'all so close yeah maybe that's different six to six is like fuck uh i had never experienced that procedure before in my life tulsa district attorney steve kunz wheeler said noting that judges often tell juries to continue deliberating to try to reach a unanimous verdict in such circumstances i was just hopeful that the court would i mean also was at the two other mistrials i was hopeful that the court would have followed prior procedure and had a jury deliberate more the judge had told the previous juries in the case that to continue deliberating that the jurors reportedly were deadlocked in one case the judge waited till 2 30 a.m before declaring a mistrial when jurors reported they could not break their deadlock she did not immediately return a message that was left to her at her office on saturday defense attorney richard o'carroll said the procedure was not unusual uh, that the prosecution's case not the jury was to blame for the mistrial it's frankly bad manners to blame the jury this thing has been sensationalized since the very beginning kunzweiler said he will reevaluate the case and decide before august 1st status conference uh whether or uh, to try kepler for a fourth time among the factors that kunzweiler said he will consider are the prosecution and the police resources required to bring kepler to trial again there's a great amount of time and effort that goes into prosecution of these cases uh o'carroll said that um it would be inappropriate to bring kepler to a trial for the fourth time i don't know unlike the previous two trials holmes had instructed jurors that they could convict kepler of first degree murder or the lesser charge of manslaughter so i guess the in the past it was like well y'all trying to get him for murder and we don't know that it's murder like so we're not convicting him of murder but manslaughter you know you didn't plan to kill him but you did we might can convict them of that so let's allow you to consider both um and that carries four years to life in prison for the city uh Wallace said it was unclear whether the jury's deadlock was six for conviction or six for acquittal or six for murder and six for the lesser charge of manslaughter although previous juries could not agree on the murder charge jurors in this first trial convicted kepler of recklessly using his firearm uh, in his first trial i mean kepler who retired from the force after he was charged was a 24 year police veteran who said he was trying to protect his daughter who had run away from home and he was living in a crime ridden neighbor and was living in a crime ridden neighborhood so he basically went to go get his daughter from this dude from this black dude's house O'Carroll said lisa had been in and out of a homeless shelter after her father prohibited her from bringing men into his house uh juries in kepler's previous two trials in november and february deadlocked 11 to 1 and 10 to 2 in favor of guilt before holmes declared mistrials after up to 12 hours of deliberation in each case only takes one only takes one we spent two weeks on this i certainly recognize that people may have different interpretations on evidence the goal of the system is not to have a hung jury comes while i said yeah it was pretty much impossible to convict a uh, police officer killing a black person pretty much impossible zero to a hundred yeah i gotta give it a hundred myself gotta give it a hundred as well uh all right 
let's uh try to move into some lighter news um uh try to do some white people news maybe Mm -hmm. lighten this up um let's see how about um this oh let me put it on screen that would help right i know you guys want to see these uh cover songs you know now that i did a poll and i know exactly which one of y'all are lying uh pretending that y'all not down Every vote counts y'all should pay attention to polls and vote it mm-hmm. like y'all stay home and didn't vote for hillary and then y'all stay home and didn't vote against these acoustic covers so, i mean that's on y'all no. not gonna trick me into feeling bad Mm-mm. for doing what y'all he need gave the people what they wanted for the people that voted mm-hmm. uh all right why is this taking so long oh is it showing okay it's okay, showing. showing now all right and uh how do i make this bigger here okay all right whenever you're ready youtube there we go said that i'm a ride from the motherfucking niggas most likely i'm gonna die with my finger on the trigger Riding outside all day with my niggas And I ain't going in unless I'm with my niggas My niggas, my niggas My niggas, my niggas My motherfucking niggas country sound didn't we i like how the camera is moving which means another person is in his life that let him do this like this isn't him by itself Mm-mm. first things first i love all my niggas this rap shit crack i involve my niggas you looking for some lead let me call my niggas you sell it for the high i need all my niggas some niggas smoke smoke some niggas drink drink is on the black with the black they don't think that's a nigga back up in the bucket lacked up i got that act right if you niggas wanna act up you talking like a snitch no that ain't mine you tripping off a bitch no that ain't mine knowing him since i was eight yeah that's mine fuck my first bitch pass her to mine hit my first lick pass with mine Fucking niggas. 
nigga money. My nigga sell cake, my nigga got weight. My nigga fronted me, he's the reason I'm straight. My nigga got a hoe, my nigga got a lady. My nigga weight, my nigga get played. I'm still hitting licks, my nigga money. Not the nigga shit, my nigga money. Uh, that R on the end of nigga is just killing me. It's, you gotta, that's basic cover song 101, my man. You gotta learn to say, uh, uh. nigga. Come on, man. That's, it's not even my fault. That's, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, you're probably reading the lyrics too. You know it got A on it. Mm-hmm. My nigger, my nigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This nigga. My, uh. Put his finger on the trigger. My, my nigger. nigger. My nigger. South Park will ignore Trump. That's why we gotta talk about that, Charles man, first. Uh, South Park will ignore Trump, which is funny because the whole last season was about Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But apparently they, they're done with the jokes. I don't know. I don't blame Which is funny. Maybe they don't feel as funny about this shit as it was a big joke to white people last year. Right. You know, it's one of the reasons I still, I mean, I get it's comedian's job to make this shit funny, but. I haven't watched any of the Saturday Night Live shit with Trump. I don't find it funny. I can't. I don't know. I feel like something's broken in me when it comes to this shit. Because normally I laugh at pretty much anything. This is just something that I'm having a hard time. It's been months now. I I just get infuriated. So I just, nope. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, you know, I see people, he does some stupid shit and they make a gif of it or they put the video on twitter and everybody makes jokes or he tweets something dumb and everybody likes to retweet and make a comment and i'm just like i tap out none of this shit is helping like i don't think it's maybe mocking him will do something to him mentally but i just don't see any of this shit helping he doesn't seem to care he's a sociopath and a psychopath um and he's doing a bunch of unprecedented shit he let his uh uh daughter uh stand in for him at the g20 summit and now it's like g19 yeah like you let that happen like that, that that's not, so unprecedented and, and it would not be acceptable under any other any other president. president it's a lot it makes us a laughing stock of the world not that i'm that attached to how america's viewed in the world like that but still it's just a it, it's more like the unmitigated gall of how uh ridiculous uh this shit is and ultimately i feel like he's uh him and his administration is hurt the country in a lot of ways that people won't ever reconcile with until much later like yeah and the just the idea of moving backwards from all the progress that people were having um i think a lot of people are gonna really regret um the way that this last election went down mm-hmm. i will say this now but continue to say this on the low the shit that he's doing right now his administrative is his administration is putting forward it would be years and decades uh before we actually get the true effect of it and we actually begin to see and the only reason why um the economy is in the shape that it is now and shit like that is because truth be told we're still riding on the wave of a lot of shit that obama did like a lot of people realize a lot of shit that obama did flowed past him leaving office so we're still riding a lot of that wave within the next six months to a year to two years we'll start seeing the shit that he's implementing come into play and it's gonna be a big change in this country that i don't think a lot of people are ready for unless you're paying attention yeah he talked about wanting to get back to like the kids and cartman being stupid and shit like that and avoid the politics 
um trump leaks crackdown sends chills through national security world yeah he's trying to catch the people that leak all his information to the press and stuff which says a lot because uh uh, apparently these leaks are the truth you know he's always saying that the media is lying on them but why would you be cracking down on leaks if they it's lies but uh yeah um people are basically you know saying that he's trying to fire a bunch of people um so um that he's making changes in that in the community um who knows how that shit will endanger secrets and all kinds of stuff who knows what they'll do if they find out somebody's leaking you know i remember when uh i think it was dick cheney put out some journalist uh no it's like a, a a journalist had a wife who was like an undercover agent or some like a security party he put her information out there that's how petty they are put her at risk dog chris christie got caught at a beach lounging in new jersey after he had just closed the beach to the public mm-hmm. talking about they ain't had enough money shut the shit down and uh he has said that he didn't get any um son uh and then somebody showed them hey we got the picture of your ass on this beach and then he said uh what his spokesperson later said what he meant by that was he was wearing a hat so he didn't get any son you and 10 other people barbecuing on the 4th of july weekend why nobody else could go to the state beaches dog he then opened up uh the beach after getting caught Mm. interesting the nation's top executive uh government ethics official has resigned man when a lot of these people in these high positions start resigning well remember they tried when they first got elected republicans tried to close the ethics uh the house of, uh, whatever it's called the house ethics committee or something they tried to close it to be like monitor their ethics. right and it got and it only got opened up because people had such a, a hissy fit they were calling their people and shit and then it, they got opened up but i'm like that tells you exactly what they plan on doing with this country they don't want nobody talking about it um a maryland official resigned over controversial voter fraud um commission report um yeah uh lewis barunda maryland's deputy secretary of state has resigned from president trump's controversial panel that is looking into possible voter fraud in 2016 barunda reportedly told governor larry hogan keep in mind he's looking for voter fraud because he thinks millions of people illegally voted for hillary clinton now this is after winning he said he's saying this that he thinks that's what happened because he thinks he beat her by way more than because he lost the popular vote and he don't want to admit that um anyway resigned from the trump administration's presidential advisory commission on election integrity he informed our office that he's resigned from the committee in may trump created a panel in an executive order to after making a baseless claim that millions of people cast illegal votes for hillary clinton yeah that's also a sign that he ain't gonna be able to come back and tell that dude yeah i counted the votes and you're right because trump is a definitely a fire the messenger type guy so it's like i'm just not even i don't even want to be involved with this because i'm not gonna lie for you and fuck up my integrity in my career but at the same time i know you don't want to hear the truth um so yeah the letter asked for names addresses birthdays and party affiliations of registered voters in each state he wants he also wants all the people's and all americans voting information right and a lot of states are like fuck you why why we're not seeing this goddamn information it's ridiculous 
why so y'all can go through with with laser precision and, and try to get rid of as many brown people as you possibly can justice department's corporate crime watchdog resigned saying trump makes it impossible to do job i believe that yeah i believe that yeah that yeah there's there's um as uh, trump has been in office over 100 days there are positions in the government y'all where they don't have leadership you have people that come into work and they ain't got no goddamn boss y'all because he hasn't put people in power that could hire people for these positions yeah i just see this motherfucker got more turnovers than a wendy's you know like come on dog more turnover than uh you know uh a fast food restaurant as far as like how many people come in and quit uh people just leaving left and right um you know they getting up like oh this is what the fuck happened i'm good i'm good i'm out she uh hugh chen is a former pfizer and microsoft lawyer who also was a federal prosecutor they had been the department's uh compliance counsel she left the department in june broke her silence about her move in a recent linkedin post that sounded an alarm about the trump administration's behavior trying to hold companies to standards that our current administration is not living up to was creating a cognitive dissonance that i could not overcome to sit across the table from companies and question how committed they were to ethics and compliance felt not only hypocritical but very much like shuffling the deck chair on the titanic even as i engaged in those questioning and evaluations on my mind were numerous lawsuits pending against the president of the united states for everything from violations of the constitution the conflict of interest the ongoing investigations of potentially treasonous conducts and the investigators and prosecutors fired for their pursuits of principles and facts those are conducts i would not tolerate seeing in the company uh yet i worked under an administration that engaged in exactly those conduct i wanted no part in it right she's like bitch i can't do my goddamn job i can't do my job and they laughing me out of these meetings right i come here telling y'all what the fuck happening and everybody look at me like i'm fucking insane uh lindsey lohan tweeted out uh to stop bullying president trump lindsey you were doing so good mm-hmm. you were doing so fucking good you you was doing some type of possible muslim thing we were you was off the drugs you was getting woke you everybody was on your side we were rooting for you baby everybody was i uh, was rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you and and then you come and pull some bullshit like this come on you cannot be an advocate and a support of muslim people and then also be like uh i love like stop bullying president trump how about he stop bullying muslim people right you know his travel bans and all this shit he's trying to do like he probably won't let your ass back in the country oh. sound just like them dumb motherfuckers dog it anyway she tweeted this and someone said like uh, um the one uh, like her publicist or something said she might have been hacked or whatever but i don't know tweet still up there so i don't know just why always running back to that whiteness man 53 percent huh mm-hmm. yep that's why a lot of people go i don't trust you uh trump said to postpone filing complaint about comey's conduct because uh, he was always full of shit with that talking about i got tapes and all this shit yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay uh he's preparing an order requiring food aid be transported on american ships because he owned the ships i don't know what the fuck because he you know he profiting off of it somehow just another way to make it harder 
education department says it will scale back civil rights investigations uh, i think we talked about this on uh balls deep sports maybe maybe we talked about it on here too but uh basically they're trying to take down the funding for title nine title nine is the thing that when uh sexual assaults happen on campus mm-hmm. things that involve the athletic department making sure that uh you know there's men and women sports teams that get the same like type of funding and stuff right title nine is the people that does all that shit like when you see baylor uh, uh that like title nine is behind like th- that office is what uh people is what the resources there are used to investigate that shit mm-hmm. uh james winston you know that's why often whenever there's like a high profile athlete that does something on campus that's criminal you'll find that they either fire or go after the title nine person as retaliation right or um you know or preemptively try to discredit them most campuses have a person like own staff that's their job right um and keep in mind like i said this is not not everything that happens on campus involves an athlete this is just stuff like someone gets raped you know who's who's responsible for investigating that keep in mind colleges often tell you don't go to the police we'll investigate it internally don't don't even go to the campus police and we've found many many cases if you listen to balls these sports you notice we've talked about many many cases where universities have been complicit in cover-ups and if it wasn't for the title nine office none of this shit would have came to light Mm -mm. even stuff like uh police misfiled a report or police campus police did something where they made it seem like they didn't interview the person or whatever um it's that kind of shit so yep of course they would go after this you know he's putting out a very republican agenda agenda like say what you want to about the dude this is what republicans campaigned on there's no cap there's no rapes on campus you liberals are just making it up it's just girls who want to party and they regret it and just get a gun if you got a problem with it shit like that this dude is making sure that that happens um and and what and my thing is so when parents decide hey what we not gonna do is you go off to college we're gonna do some local community college or something like that like what you ain't gonna do is go off to this big ivy league university and pay billions of dollars so you do know what's gonna happen when your um attendance drop Mm. you ain't getting all these loans but it's every title nine is every college and that's true so it's not even like i can go to a different college that got title nine funding like that's true that's true this is this is it's insane it's what they are doing is fucked up it's it will lead to more people getting raped it will lead to more people getting killed all that stuff like and nothing you can do about it they really want people to be in a position where you can't do shit yep um all right let's move to the lighter white people news this is a lot um the queen picked her first ever the first ever black equerry who's a ghanaian born officer you will be the most visible man in her majesty at her majesty's side as prince philip's retirement looms uh i guess this is somebody that protects the queen or something okay he's the first black man to hold the role of equerry uh one of the most important positions in the royal household ghanaian born major nana kofi tomasi ankara and afghanistan war veteran and officer from the household cavalry is thought to be preparing to take over the role from wing commander sam fletcher later this year 
Tosami Akra's uh, royal career so far has included acting as an escort commander at the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall's wedding in 2011, as well as commanding the Blues and Royals uh, at the Queen's birthday parade. But his new role will mean he could spend more time at Her Majesty's side than even her husband, the Duke of Edinburgh. Since Prince Philip announced that he will be stepping down from public duties this autumn, the new equerry could be the most visible man by the monarch's side. Tomasi Ankara, 38, told the Sunday Times that as a young child he used to watch the trooping of the color with fascination. He said, I would have never imagined that one day I commanded the regiment, I command the regiment which I'd fallen in love with. From what I've seen in the UK, our cultures really do mix and I'm not, if I'm not a good example of that, I don't really know who it, what is. The paper said the Queen to start that pick, Tomasi Ankara, personally from a group of candidates the role of equity which involves personally assisting the queen in her public duties has often been associated with scandal oh equity to george the fourth peter townsend caused drama in royal circles when he and princess margaret the queen's sister became romantically involved oh shit the battle of britain fighter aged 16 years margaret senior and a father of two sons from a dissolving marriage helped her write the emotional statement in which she announced that mindful of the church's teaching she would not marry him the pair separated because the conservative times meant that she could not marry marry a person that was divorced in another more recent scandal in the role equity major simon robinson resigned from his post in 2010 amid allegations of a buckingham palace sex scandal he lost his coveted job for life as crown equity and amid uh rumors of an extramarital affair which he denied furiously at the time a secretary who claimed she suffered years of racial abuse while working for the prince of wales of wells uh lost her unfair dismissal claim in 2001 elizabeth burgess told a hearing she quit her her post at high grove the princess's gloucestershire estate because she had been racially and sexually discriminated against mrs burgess 39 who was charles's personal secretary for 10 years said she was subjected to racist jokes and name calling she said there was always black jokes and names going around because it's the royal family and it's still very protected it has its own rules and regulations it does not live in the outside world people have been uh able to get away with all sorts of things but her case was unanimously rejected by the tribunal chairman ogle harper and mrs burgess had been a respected said mrs burgess had been a respected and valued member of the prince's staff and her resignation followed a misunderstanding not a plot to oust her so this brother might be stepping into uh, some uh schism good luck buddy good luck because you know this ain't gonna be the queen you gonna get the death threats mm-hmm uh lena dunham slammed by shelter over claim her adopted dog was abused mm. oh what happened yeah uh lena dunham apparently had an adopted dog okay from an animal shelter um i guess uh she got four years ago mm-hmm. and she had wrote a like a piece in the new york times about it or some shit because you know it's lena dunham they let her do whatever she wants and yes they do what she wants is the most so she always does that uh so she had to write about that shit but she said uh lately that her dog was too aggressive it was biting people and it had challenging behavior she said it's because the dog was abused they had been in four homes before she got the dog and she tried but the dog never stopped this aggressive behavior so she gave it back to uh she gave it to an animal shelter and somebody reached out and contacted the animal shelter and they were like she a goddamn lie oh shit 
yep they said uh they're denying that her dog had any history of abuse uh when she adopted the dog from us it wasn't crazy uh robert vasquez a spokesperson a spokesman at the barc told yahoo celebrity if lambie had a bad past uh or was abused do you think bark would have uh adopted him uh to lena knowing she's a new star and put her or the dog in that situation vasquez told yahoo he has pictures of dunham with lambie loving on lena and her mom which she said would not happen if the dog was abused it wouldn't be cuddling with her or be in the bed with her boy and her quote-unquote boyfriend in the pages of vogue he said adding bark does not lie about dogs history because that gets them return and mentally is not good for the dogs yeah uh that makes sense bark yeah, did not I mean, ab- you don't want to have a reputation of people not being able to get dogs from you right um but yeah that's you know a source close to dunham told fox news that the 31 year old had the dog examined by six vets who deemed the dog had an abusive past and brain damage all six all six of them did lena Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i don't believe you dunham responded to bark's claims on instagram said i did what i thought was the best mother would do which was to give him a life that provided for specific needs dunham wrote in her june 21st post she had sent lambie to live at an amazing professional facility in los angeles after training or medication or consistent loving dog ownership failed to fix the dog's supposed behavioral issues she added thursday i have weathered a lot of micro sandals but this one hurts the most because of the vulnerability of letting people know lambie in my story because i miss him so damn much uh rep for dunham directed fox news to the star's instagram post about the controversy you could just gave the damn dog back the end mm-hmm. so yeah um i don't know dog if you hadn't made such a big deal about having a dog in the first place right then it probably wouldn't be that big a deal on the way out mm-hmm. but uh it is what it is man i don't trust lena dunham like that because i remember her lying on odell beckham jr and having to be confronted about that you know so i don't have to care nope i don't uh lacy got i mean lacy lady gaga defends ed sharon uh from online bullies who was ed sheridan i don't know l sheridan ed sharon yes uh he's a like a musician okay uh he's a singer songwriter he took to twitter uh and quit uh in an interview with the sun he opened up explaining that mean comments from other people online began to get to him he decided to take a break from the site entirely to avoid dealing with trolls i go on it and there's nothing but people saying mean things he explained twitter's a platform for that one comment ruins your day but that's why i've come off of it come off it the head fuck for me has been trying to work on why people dislike me so much i can see, see that i mean you know he ain't really uh he don't really be doing nothing to nobody like and like he be in trouble or saying crazy shit he just one of them people that people always gotta talk shit about mm-hmm. like when i posted the link to when i posted this article on my twitter feed someone immediately was like he need to start looking like blah 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 and i was like well damn did you read the article because that's exactly why he ain't on here no more like he you know what i mean like it was just like some mean shit that he couldn't help for no reason like maybe if he stopped dressing like a toddler or some shit and i was like okay people are weird uh and then but then then people be mad when you quit like you're not here to be my punching bag anymore 
right. now I'm mad at you because you're not around mm-hmm. like people just the, the same way people get mad when you block them or something it's like you know what you ain't shit fuck you i hate you and the you things you be saying i never fuck with you it's like why are you my friend on facebook why are you following me on twitter why are you like block mm-hmm. then, then they then when they when you get blocked this motherfucker blocked me what mm-hmm. like yeah you don't think i'm shit i don't want to be associated with you anybody that knows you like we not cool it's my right you can be mad about that if you want but i didn't sign up for abuse i didn't sign up to Come on. for you to be a fucking punching bag every day i didn't sign up for abuse and that's why you know sometimes when people you know talk about social media i think your status matters because certain people in certain status levels like as far as followers and things like that their experience is a completely different than other people's experience to have lower profiles. And that's nothing against, you know, people that, that are not as high profile, but yeah, you get, you get tired of enough of that. Yeah. You get a lot of that actually. Yeah. So anyway, I get it. Lady Gaga was defending them and shit. Um, so, uh, good for her. You know, Lady Gaga, one of those people too. Just, uh i don't really have harsh feelings or positive feelings for her Mm-mm. but she don't seem to be bothering nobody most of the time you don't Mm-mm. uh let's see what else happened with these white folks um oh man so you know felon bay yes he out here in these streets y'all oh shit yep uh felon bay was spotted on a yacht with this like billionaire heiress you know jeremy meeks um on a super yacht uh kissing this woman named chloe green okay um the the soup you know this this the billionaire heiress um and y'all know jeremy meeks is married got two kids got a wife everything oh yeah he out in these streets mm-hmm. oh loving all up on this white woman that heiress was like i didn't know this yep the top shop heiress chloe green was photographed passionately kissing a hot convict uh jeremy meeks on board the 118,000 pound a week super yacht last weekend it was an image which intrigued and titillated what could made in chelsea star miss green 26 possibly have in common with the heavily tattooed former los angeles gang member meeks and what on earth will her father disgraced billionaire sir philip green make of it all but for one but for one woman the image cut like a dagger through the heart meeks wife melissa 38 said she had no idea her 33 year old husband was enjoying the liaison with miss green while ostensibly on a work trip to turkey she told the mail on sunday that the picture left her feeling humiliated and signaled an instant death knell for their eight-year marriage mm, so she ain't gonna take it because a lot of people were speculating like we don't know what their arrangement is maybe she don't care it's like eh, let's see because yeah. that's embarrassing it, somebody normally even y'all got a open relationship you're like whatever you do just don't embarrass me right don't be in these streets letting everybody know that you just giving my meat away you know uh i'm surprised it took this long because you know everybody was trying to offer him some if they ain't care if he had a record you know they ain't care he got a family Mm-mm. 
um her first public comment says meeks was photographed slinking home last week only to be rebuffed by furious wife at the doorstep of their modest two hundred thousand pound california house they share with their three children Lisa says i know it takes two to tango but she knew he was married to me that's unforgivable my whole world has been torn apart by this what do i tell our children my heart is broken what sort of woman would do something like this to another woman my marriage wasn't perfect but i thought it could be saved till this happened of course i'm angry at her what did she did is unforgivable and i'm angry him too what they did destroyed my entire world did either of them think about the children and how this will affect them they're the innocent victims in this and so am i the last and last night she branded the photographs brazen adding it's all been so public they weren't trying to be discreet i've been publicly humiliated which makes the pain so much more worse uh she also said she thought that her husband was away promoting the holiday resort in turkey when the pictures of him were taken Mm, that's a willful lie right there brother her errant husband begged for for forgiveness after returning home to los angeles saying i didn't mean for this to happen well looking at these pictures you meant this shit bro i don't see them you put your motherfucking tongue like your tongue was all on her tonsils dog this wasn't a you didn't trip and fall into her mouth bro come on now what are we doing well are we really about to not take the well you know what maybe he's the type of person that don't take personal responsibility i don't know um the picture should show up soon um but she and meeks nicknamed the blue-eyed bandit after his police mugshot went viral on social media have now agreed their relationship is over and are set to divorce spoke softly spoken in reserve brunette melissa a nurse could not be more different from the designer clad heiress who proudly boasts about her burgeoning relationship with meeks on social media that's the other thing i gotta i'm 38 i did a bid with you you come home i gotta compete with 26 year old rich motherfucking women yeah. i'm done like yeah, this that, over that, yeah there's, there's no way for me to compete so i'm i'm out we good we good just i didn't sign up for yeah i didn't sign up for this mm-hmm. you just gonna leave your kids and shit Cause, just ridiculous man for some for some woman that disposed you would just cling to her i guarantee this rich woman would never sully her motherfucking bank account by marrying your ass miss green is a yeah self. yeah you were just a good fuck for that time miss green is a self-styled fashion expert whose father is worth 3.8 billion pounds uh posted on a picture to her 128,000 followers of herself with the male model with the caption just the beginning we appreciate all the love and all the hate it's not real to her no it's not your family ain't real to her your marriage none of that shit is real it's a game melissa said she barely slept since learning of the affair when an instagram user she did not know her the now infamous image of her husband kissing the heiress with a note and look at this twisting her hands nervously melissa who has lost half a stone through the stress first i learned of it was when i woke up and checked my phone some random person i don't know sent a direct message with the photograph of my husband kissing that woman i went into shock i felt nauseated it was like a bomb had gone off in my whole world and had been blown apart i'd never heard of chloe green i thought jeremy was working she said she immediately tried to reach her husband who four days earlier had left her home in sleepy manteca northern california uh supposedly on a trip to turkey to promote a holiday resort her texts and calls went unanswered oh shit you knew what he was into then i was angry hurt and very very upset i couldn't get a hold of him 
uh meeks would later tell his wife his phone did not work in europe despite the fact he was able to post images from his romantic sojourn above along the on the 664 foot yacht uh you got internet somewhere on social media right i got i get the internet but i couldn't return your dms text messages yeah i, did, phone I, calls. I, I didn't want to pay the, to pay the fee so. yeah the facetime it's yeah. different over here when you facetime uh, along with a clip of him water skiing in the clear mediterranean waters uh, and he was with rich people so you know he could afford it according to reports meeks first met miss green at the Cannes film festival in may prompting his wife to question how long their liaison had been going on what was he doing at that festival i mean yeah, when about rich, movies he's not rich no you just get invited to shit when when you people know you somebody mm. gave him but you know he's a model now he's fam- you know semi-famous and you know people know well you know come on you know he was slowly kind of getting involved in those circles particularly after he crossed over became a mob professional model mm, okay like that kind of opened up opened up doors for him that otherwise i don't think he would have had mm. uh who knows when it started i doubt i will ever know the truth melissa said the first contact she had with her husband was when he landed in los angeles last monday he texted her from the airport to ask if he could pick up their two sons his biological child jeremy's two jeremy jr seven and robert 11 melissa's son from a previous relationship he also she also has a daughter 16 year old ellie and says both stepchildren consider meeks a father figure the worst part about all this is the children they adore their daddy incredibly that she agreed to allow him to pick up the children to spend tuesday's fourth of july holiday with him while she was at work as a nurse in a local jail i didn't want my pain and anger to hurt the children i'm very hurt and upset but those children love their daddy he's been away and they missed him the pair finally had a showdown on wednesday when meeks brought the children home melissa says we had it out on the doorstep i told him how devastating and angry i am he kept apologizing not for the affair but for the way i learned about it i feel humiliated not just because my husband was caught with another woman but for the fact they were so brazen about it he told me i didn't mean for it to happen like this those pictures will haunt me forever he kept saying i'm sorry you didn't deserve this he we talked about divorce i told him i didn't think the marriage could be saved he agreed the marriage is over the finality of the statement makes her eyes cloud with pain she says it all it's all a long way from the start of their relationship early 2008 when they met in meeks hometown of stockton california through mutual friends his piercing blue eyes and razor sharp cheekbones combined with a body home from playing basketball bowled her over uh she was there with him while he was in jail Mm-hmm. she did a bid with him i guess black love don't work out for everybody you know pa- uh, papoose it worked out for him um melissa's career as a hard-working uh nurse was a sharp contrast to meeks who found it hard to hold down a steady job blaming his upbringing as a child of a heroin addict mother and a father sentenced to life for murder when meeks was just a baby the attraction was instant he was a very good looking man charming and charismatic we fell in love fast melissa says meeks was open about his past as a member of the notorious north side crips one of california's most brutal street gangs 2002 he spent two years in jail for theft and was in and out of prison for years for a series of crimes including resisting arrest he was once arrested for beating a 16 year old boy into a pope and was described by police as one of the most violent criminals in stockton area meeks was a has a crips tattoo on his right forearm and a teardrop ink inked under his left eye often said to symbolize a gang killing yet melissa says the man she knew was kind and loving she insisted that he was never violent towards her drank only in moderation and was a good father while he occasionally worked as a laborer well shit wasn't too good once he got that that billionaire money on him anyways uh congratulations you played yourself tried to win the lottery 
uh let's see let's get into sword ratchets because we actually got something to do mm-hmm. uh so and of course we'll be back every day this week so we can do some more monday yes don't forget sore ratchetness is brought to you by loot crate it's a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture franchises go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt and enter code tbgwt and you get three dollars off of any new subscription they got all kinds of stuff you can subscribe to they got loot wear they got the loot crate dx where you get this big ass box of stuff that's so cool yes. they got uh loot anime loot crate for anime pets all kinds of stuff they're starting a sports crate um Woo-hoo. all you gotta do is go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt and pick your box for less than twenty dollars a month you can get six to eight items with licensed gear all kinds of stuff next month uh keep in mind july 30th no, july 30th is when it returns rick and morty they gonna have something from rick and morty in there i got rick and morty socks in here rick and yeah. morty shirts all kinds of shit uh teenage mutant ninja turtles bob's burgers and futurama will be featured in the next crate oh, that's gonna be lit mm-hmm. let me uh open up this crate over here all right it's my favorite part of the episode i know right when i get to see what the hell i got well we got i'm sorry i don't mean to get selfish Karen. uh all right let's see what's in this box this time uh all right oh wait this is uh oh this we already opened one of these boxes this is a box from last month okay, you gotta get the new box sorry karen mm-hmm. yeah okay i get the new box oh, yeah okay, okay, okay. did we open that one too i think that that was empty it okay was cool, empty. cool. Oh, 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 oh. all right karen be right back y'all uh you know we uh sometimes we get a little bit confused on which boxes we open already uh but yeah um loot crate dog it's it's where every person wants to be every nerd um and uh yeah we we look forward to it if you got to sign up by the 19th at 9 p.m uh pacific time so midnight basically if you want to get that month's box so if you sign up on the 20th it's too late you know uh all right cool now we got a box all right let's see how you open this one all right and this is the loot crate dx box i'm about to open i opened up the loot i opened up the regular box last week i believe mm-hmm. all right uh, let's see how am i gonna be following all right so we got fight club uh <laughs> um diary it says i am jack's thoughts if you guys watch fight club uh so you can write up in there um keep you keep you some uh thoughts in there some of y'all are crazy at listening to this you know <laughs> talk to the people that live in your heads um oh my god amazing spider-man uh shirt uh this is for karen it's it's the cover of the uh daily um bugle, bugle. that j jonah jameson runs of course and of course it's you know mean it's, but uh the cover says amazing spectacular or menace spider-man takes down the vulture vulture cries the, he ruffled my fit feathers ah uh, 
that's hilarious yep and that's all you karen Uh, oh we got oh we got a transformers um like water container like bottle it's got optimus prime transforming in different shape in different stages all along the bottom of the water bottle yeah dog which is funny i this morning i ate my cereal out of my hope bowl so um i got me another bottle to put to put something in the uh pin this month is fight club the soap from the fight club Aww. thing and lastly we have this deadpool box deadpool's finders keepers uh and i believe this is one of those key finding things where if you're always losing your keys um open that if you're always losing your keys like i think they had a batman one a couple months ago mm-hmm. but yeah it comes with a deadpool keychain right that's cool as fuck but it also comes with this stand for that's oh it's the gray and black deadpool um and you put you take the key you take the keychain and stick it right here so you don't lose your keys in your house like you it's basically a place you can always keep your keys except you know look cool while doing it i didn't know he came in gray and black yeah yeah i had the gray and black spider-man in the last box too Woo-hoo! yeah sometimes they had the alternate colors and stuff all right so that's lootcrate.com slash tbgwt man uh like i said bunch of cool shit around my house my i got a whole shelf of just cool looking collectible stuff that i wanted when i was a kid but my parents was like we good parents we're not giving you everything you want we got bills to pay you want to eat you got some spider-man money right well i do got it now and i I give it to loot crate and they send me spider-man stuff how about that how you like that mama sword wielding bandit terrorizes staff in crime spree as he and a masked accomplice robbed three melbourne shops in 30 minutes what are they going for the record two masked bandits who carried out crime sprees in 30 minutes Eh, isn't it isn't wait that's one crime spree with three crimes i believe i think uh, that's some bad editing right there uh have been caught on camera terrorizing staff with a long sword police they had time to terrorize between them wow police have received released cctv footage of the moment the thugs threatened staff at a store in melbourne southeast the man and his accomplice robbed a pizza shop a milk bar and a service station robberies took place within half an hour one another in Dondenog, Rowville, and Willers Hill. Uh, in the video, one man can be seen wearing a black mask and the second man wearing a scarf over his face and a hoodie on. The criminals escape with cash, cigarette lighters, and tobacco. So we know they smoke. Uh, <laughs> if you guys see some people in masks smoking cigarettes with a sword, be on the lookout. They some robbers. All right, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh-huh but first karen has something to say oh yeah uh before we go i would uh like to say uh that uh, i had an uncle that passed yesterday my uncle moselle aka uncle jody and um we love you dog that's all i want you to know that we love you very much and so uh yeah that's all i wanted to say all right y'all so um if we have to you know take off a uh show or whatever next week remember that uh it's because uh no karen had a death in the family and stuff and we appreciate all y'all's kind thoughts and stuff uh because i know her whole timeline about to be filled up with people saying stuff 
but we'll be back tomorrow and uh we appreciate y'all taking the time out to check out the show uh till then peace oh wait 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 hold on hold on wait 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 wait. i don't get no love no 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 two things two things i forgot to mention god i've been doing so much podcasting one uh don't forget we're on uh the black love matters podcast black love matters okay mm-hmm. we also uh well i'm on the mundane festival podcast with chris lambert which is out that's out now i'm also on uh project fandoms mm-hmm. podcast uh uh recapping uh queen, queen sugar, sugar if you want to know what i think about that show that's out too uh with nina and the doctor we're both on there uh, and then also i was on crown and collars podcast it's not out yet till tuesday but we recap love and hip-hop the latest season for atlanta and we should be on uh sunday civics with uh l joy uh that's one of the reasons we have to leave now so we can uh prepare for that interview so uh yeah we, we've been podcasting a lot mm-hmm. and tonight we probably be podcasting again after the walking dead two hour season so, half yeah. season for now so uh, yeah. another late light remix for y'all right now until next time i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.